there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today, we're telling a story of one of the most curious creatures on Earth. A little sea creature who refuses to die. To tell us all about it is producer Rose Rimler. I've always been drawn to animals that don't look or act like animals that are familiar to us. As a kid, I could never get excited about horses, but I used to love to watch water striders skate on the surface of puddles. And I've never really grown out of this attraction to nature's weirdos. So ever since I heard about this death-defying little creature a few years back, I always wanted to find out more about it. So recently I called up Nando Buero. He's a professor at the University of Naples in Italy. He's a marine biologist. I like to go scuba diving and to look at beautiful animals, not pressing the buttons on machines. Nando and I are kind of two peas in a pod, except that I'm too claustrophobic to scuba dive. But we both love strange little sea creatures like jellyfish. The one we're talking about today is a little shallow water species. Kind of looks like a floating light bulb with wispy tentacles. Only it's about the size of a lentil. Whose name is Turritopsis. And Turritopsis does this amazing thing that was discovered by total accident. It was 1988, and some of Nando's grad students went snorkeling near the marine lab off the coast of Genoa, Italy. They collected some Turritopsis jellies, and they thought it might be fun to keep them in an aquarium in the lab. So they brought them back. They put the jellyfish in separate jars, but they forgot about them. Uh, Because, you know, they're young people, they had girlfriends and whatever. So they didn't care much about nursing the tiny jellyfish. Because the students were too busy playing Pac-Man with their girlfriends or whatever the young people were up to back then, the tiny jellyfish went without food for a day or so, which meant they were starving. When the students finally remembered to check on them, they expected them to be dead. But that's not what happened. They weren't dead. Instead, they had vanished. When they came back, the jellyfish were gone, but there was a tiny polyp on the bottom of the jar. A tiny polyp. Looks a bit like a blob of earwax. And for the purposes of this story, we're going to refer to it as a young jellyfish, which is maybe not technically correct, Because the polyp is really just a different life stage for this creature. But if you want to anthropomorphize jellyfish, and I do, it's an okay way to think about it. Nando has a helpful analogy. He says, think about it like... Like uh, a butterfly and a caterpillar. If you look at a caterpillar, it's very different from a butterfly. But it's exactly the same animal. So this jelly went from mature adult, butterfly, back to polyp, caterpillar. But of course, that's weird, right? That is going the wrong way. So it's like having a butterfly that instead of dying, goes back to a caterpillar stage. Turritopsis is breaking the laws. Okay, so it's doing something strange. So strange that they could hardly believe their eyes. And they couldn't think of any reasonable explanation. So Nando and the students recreated this. They got more jellies, brought them back to the lab, didn't feed them. And the same thing happened again. These guys went back to polyps. 
butterfly to caterpillar. It was a, a very amazing thing. Scientists who study jellyfish are used to some weird stuff, but nobody had ever seen an animal cheat death by turning itself young again. That was new. And people were like, if it does this over and over, then maybe this means the jellyfish could live forever. Like maybe it's immortal. And so that's what people started calling it, the immortal jellyfish. And the, the press became crazy about that. And journalists are still asking questions about the immortal jellyfish. <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, like you. But could this animal really keep pulling this trick forever, restarting its life again and again? In other words, is it really immortal or is this just clickbait? Do we know how many times the same animal can go from polyp to jelly to polyp to jelly? There is a crazy guy in Japan, Shinkubota. If you approach him, uh, he will tell you. I'm trying to figure out, I got to notice that Shin is in the meeting. Oh. Good morning. Good morning. Shinkubota speaking. This is that guy in Japan. He's also a marine biologist. I thought I was obsessed with this little jelly, but Shin takes it to another level. He wrote this whole song about it. At one point in the song, he sings from the perspective of an old jellyfish. And he says, I'll be able to revert to a polyp soon. I'm going back to the strapping body I had when I was 20. I'll be able to start my life over again. And I think if Shin could rejuvenate, he would spend another lifetime studying jellyfish. <laughs> Scientists are still working out how these jellies can cheat death. But it looks like their cells can kind of reprogram themselves. They can basically switch from being a muscle cell, for example, to some other kind of cell. In the process, and this is what's really weird about Teratopsis, the whole animal just sort of dissolves. It curls up on itself and becomes a little lump, or what Shin calls a meatball. And then it grows up again. So, how many times can they do this? Have we found a cutoff point, or are they really immortal? Well, for years, Shin has been keeping these jellies in a lab, feeding them teensy shrimp, sometimes by hand. It's very... Quite a tough word. <laughs> and over the years, Shin has watched as the jellies got older and then younger, butterflied, caterpillar, and back again. Sometimes Shin would sort of kickstart the cycle by stressing them out. While Nando students did this by starving them, Shin often did this by pricking them with a needle or even crushing them. He says he sometimes feels bad for the little jellies, but whenever he does this, he sends out a wish that it will turn out for the best. He asks, please rejuvenate. Also, he's pretty sure they don't feel pain. So for years, Shin watched and stabbed and counted and saw the jellies rejuvenate. Once, twice, three times... Kept going. Ten times. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. And then, in 2015, a huge typhoon hit Japan. 
Typhoon Nanka has reached Japan's Kagoshima. Authorities have urged 350,000 people to evacuate their homes. The typhoon caused lots of destruction, but for the jellies, the problem was Shin was using ocean water in their tanks. But with all the rain from the typhoon, the ocean water was now way less salty than usual. And this kind of stress was too much for the jellies. They couldn't rejuvenate their way out of it, and they died. Because here's the thing about the immortal jellyfish. While it can do this amazing trick, it's not invincible. They're actually kind of fragile. Difficult to grow. Which I find really confusing. How can they be fragile and immortal? Why would one catastrophe, like getting stabbed, inspire them to rejuvenate? And another catastrophe, like a typhoon, just straight up kill them? It's very, very contrasting. Jin's best explanation is that this rejuvenation thing is a trick they have up their sleeves. Sometimes they can pull it out and live another day, but sometimes it's too much for them and they really do die. But there's still the possibility that with the perfect conditions, maybe they could keep rejuvenating forever. There's some debate here, but Shin has a lot of faith in these little creatures. Do you think that it's possible for it to, for one animal to regenerate even more times, like 20 times, 50 times, 100 times? Is there a limit? Unlimited. Unlimited. Forever. Forever, I think. Yes. <laughs> it's nice to imagine this little light bulb creature drifting around off the coast of Japan, cycling back and forth for thousands, thousands of years. Maybe. This is just one story from our podcast, Science Versus, and it's a part of this episode we did called Back from the Dead. It's where we shared stories that test the limits of life. If you want to hear more about a snowstorm that brings a hiker to the brink of death, or even cosmic vampires, you'll want to find our show, Science Versus, on Spotify. That's Science VS. And search for our episode, Back from the Dead. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time.